It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to the MLB Extras Detroit Tigers podcast. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, joined as always by Jason Beck, who is back from the Tigers winter caravan. Beck, you survived another caravan and the uh, wintry weather that came with it. Congratulations. Yeah, I almost feel like I got off easy, you know, looking at last week's weather compared to uh, what's going on this week. You know, at least it's at least it's above zero. It's it was above zero and you know, not like a blistering wind. And there were yeah. and there was the Coney Island involved on the caravan, so there there was that. So there was food. Oh, well there you go. Yeah. That's yeah. always good. And but it, it felt good for me. I booked my spring training flight this week, and this is a particularly good week to do that. So uh not a is whole lot. Is it sad of... that I'm counting down the hours till spring training now? <laughs> well, it's sad that you're counting down the hours weather. to go to Polk County. Yeah, when you're going to uh, Polk County, yeah, it is a little sad as opposed to, you know, like a Scottsdale <laughs> or Tampa. But, you know, there's still there's still value in Polk County uh, when it's, you know, zero or sub-zero in Detroit. That does make a lot of sense. Um, so a lot of not a not a lot of new news since we spoke last week, but certainly uh, some takeaways from the uh, Tigers winter caravan. Um, let's start with, uh, Daniel Norris, who you wrote a bit about him this week, uh, for tigers.com. And, uh, he, you know, this is a big year for Daniel Norris. He's, he's trying to claim a rotation spot. What is the outlook for him? Uh, well, it's, I, I've written about it a little bit off and on over the off season that, I mean, if, if the season were, were to begin today, he'd probably be looking at a very similar role to what he had last year, being kind of that extra starter slash spot starter slash long reliever early in the season, kind of that. And I think it's kind of a role that has, you know, served Ron Gardenhauer well last year. He was able to get some use out of Blaine Hardy that way as well uh, after Norris had the, uh, had the surgery, um, the, the uh, core surgery. But I think it's Norris is going to be one of the intriguing guys to watch because I was thinking about this, uh, yesterday, I can't remember the last spring training where he went into the camp and health wasn't a question for him. This might be the first time since he became a Tiger that we weren't w- worried about health because there's been the core issues, the previous couple spring trainings. There's a back issue that shelved him when he was fighting for a rotation spot in 16. You know, This might be the, the go-around where we really get a chance to watch Daniel Norris go to spring training and work on pitching instead of having to worry about health. And talk with Daniel during the caravan that it's a big load off his mind. He's put a lot of work into being healthy this spring. You know, he did the extra pitching at the end of the season to get some more innings under his belt and work on his pitches. And then he went to a uh, workout facility. He did some MMA-style training uh, a little bit. He's basically, at, at this point, you know, or at least, um, you know, recently he was making like a four hour drive back and forth from his home in Johnson City, Tennessee to Atlanta once a week to work out at a training facility down there. 
uh, just because he's familiar with with the uh, people and familiar with a workout regimen. So I think that says a lot about how much work he's putting in to try to make this happen. And it's it's funny because we've been we've talked about him for years. He's a familiar name for Tigers people, but I think people know him more <clears throat> for the happy-go-lucky personality for the world world traveler and for the photography rather than for the baseball player and talking with him the other day, I think you know, right now he wants to talk about the baseball. He doesn't want to talk as much about the other stuff. He likes the other stuff. He's pretty good at photography. If you check out his Instagram account, but he wants to be known as a baseball player right now. Yeah. And we, we know him for sure as the, the guy who'll, make a four hour commute uh, to get a workout in, but yeah, it would, it would be nice to be known <laughs> as the guy who, who delivers every fifth day uh, for the Detroit Tigers in 2019. So we'll see what uh, the future holds for Daniel Norris and the future in general is a big talking point uh, as it pertains to the Detroit Tigers. And you had a chance to catch up with Al Avila at the uh, winter caravan at the Tiger Fest. What's he saying about uh, the young, young system that the pipeline basically coming for the Tigers? Well, he's preaching patience, but at the same time, he's saying that he can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, he's pointing to the the young guys that have either you know came up late last year or on the on the precipice of or on the uh, on the edge of coming up. Uh, Kristen Stewart, uh, Grayson Griner, uh, Spencer Turnbull, uh, some of these guys. Yeah, you know, he, he's pointing to is like the young talent that he thinks has a chance to form part of that core that they can build around. And that, you know, eventually, hopefully by the end of the year, you're looking at, you know, maybe Willie Castro being up at shortstop, a former Indians prospect that they get, they got in the Leonis Martin trade. Um, you know, ideally, you know, maybe Jake Rogers is threatening for a spot. Um, he's probably either going to start the year double A Erie or open it at triple uh, A Toledo depending on what their needs are, probably more on the Erie side because they do want to work on the sitting a little bit more. And some of these other uh, pitching guys, uh, Brian Garcia coming back from Tommy John surgery. And people forget that Norris still hasn't even turned 26 years old yet. So, you know, there's some young talent here. But, uh, yeah, and that's kind of what Al is preaching, that, you know, yeah, it's probably going to be another painful season, there's going to be some growing pains involved, but hopefully this year more than last, you'll see some more bright sides from, from that young talent and see some more building blocks to, to where you can see this team ideally getting back into contention in a few years. One guy who is not so young is Jordan Zimmerman, and uh, he's got two more years remaining on that five-year deal with the Tigers thus far. Uh, he's averaged 24 starts per season in his first three seasons with Detroit. He's put up a 5.24 ERA. Obviously has not gone the way anybody would have liked. Um, a lot of physical issues have played into that. I saw a quote from him back where he said, everything went wrong when I turned 30. Man, amen, Jordan. I think we all, a lot of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, gosh, it's been yes. one physical ailment after another. What's his, uh, what's his status coming into spring training? Well, it's funny. There's a lot of, discussion around him because one of the things that Alvio was talking about is, you know, he was asked, well, when can the Tigers start expecting, you know, when can fans start expecting the Tigers to uh, start spending on free agents again? And he pointed towards after 2020, which coincidentally is when Zimmerman's contract is up. So that put him in the spotlight a little bit. But while I was talking about that, I was talking with Zimmerman 
who was talking about finally feeling healthy for the first time in a few years. Um, uh, he had the uh, core muscle surgery, which went well, didn't really hamper his throwing program much. He had that uh, right after the season. But I think more importantly, you know, he's not feeling any neck or back issues right now. He doesn't have any nerve block injection schedule, which he's had, you know, the last few years, ever since they really flared up in 2016. And he feels like he can go to spring training and work on his pitching, feeling free and easy and work on his delivery. In fact, he's already been down in Lakeland throwing for the last few weeks. Uh, he's probably going to start uh, throwing off the mound uh, here coming up either this week or or um, or next. So it's he's at a point where, you know, it's no guarantee you know, certainly you know, with neck and back issues for 30-something-year-olds, they could flare up at any time. But at least right now, it's a good sign where I, I know people say, well, yeah, it's the offseason. You shouldn't be feeling anything. You know, the counterargument is that during all these offseason regimens, he's felt something that's hampered him. And right now, he feels nothing. He feels free and easy, and he feels like ideally – he shouldn't have to schedule one of those injections to do any pain management that he's pain free. He's not managing the pain. He's not feeling it. Well, hopefully he's in a better spot to, to deliver for them in, in 2019. Cause yeah, you'd like to see him uh, put a, a better final flourish in the last couple of years of that contract. Uh, Beck, a couple, uh, there were a couple bits of news since we last spoke. The first is that Kirk Gibson has been named a special assistant to general manager, Al Avila. And uh, I will always say Avila, by the way, for those wondering, you know, that's that's the way he uh, used to pronounce it. Then his son kind of uh, took over and, and it was Avila. But no, it's Avila. Anyway, uh, Kirk Gibson will assist Al Avila slash Avila, whoever he is, uh, as a special assistant moving forward. Yeah, that, that, that was a, that was a surprise, especially considering that we talked to Gibby on Saturday and there was no hint that this was coming down the pike. So I don't know if this was something that came together on the fly or if this was something I just decided to wait until after all the winter caravan and tiger fest stuff to announce, or even past the uh, announcement that he would be part of the broadcast team again, because that announcement was fairly recently as well. Um, it's going to be interesting to see because a, it's going to be a pretty big schedule for him. He's already got, you know, a pretty decent workload of games scheduled for uh, Fox Sports Detroit on the telecast. And now you add in this. Now, on one hand, it's not a huge pickup in development because he had he had been helping the team in spring training in past years. I think I remember one year when uh, Brad Osmus was still managing that, that Gibby came in and for a few days and worked with some guys on secondary leads and base running and base stealing, and he really got into it, and it was really big for him. Um, this just kind of puts a little bit more formal title on his duties. It puts him into the uh, community, uh, community relations aspect, which is big for him because he's done a ton of work trying to raise awareness for Parkinson's ever since his diagnosis with that condition a few years ago. Um, so, so from that standpoint, it allows him to do a little bit, little bit more, but it's going to be interesting to see how this workload, how he handles it, because I know it's, you know, it it did seem like a big step up once he started doing games every night down the stretch last season. I wouldn't expect him to have that quite that same workload this season. You know, that's why they brought in Jack Morris. But when you combine 
even just like primary game duties for Fox Sports Detroit and doing some instructional work and making some minor league trips and being in on personnel meetings. This is a this is a big step for Gibby. I, and I hope it says a lot about how he's handling his situation with Parkinson's. You know, I know seeing him at Tiger Fest, he was he looked and moved around about as well as I think I've seen him moving around since um, you know, since he was diagnosed, since he came back to the Tigers. Another small bit of news, uh, Jared Saltalamacchia has retired. He did uh, spend a few games with the Tigers last year, but spent the bulk of the year with their AAA Toledo club, and he's hanging them up. And my favorite part of this news, Beck, was Grayson Griner, the aforementioned Grayson Griner's uh, response on Twitter, where he had the, uh, the crying emoji and said, going to miss you, Dad, uh, because they obviously worked uh, at <laughs> Toledo last year. Yeah, they were teammates for most of the year down there. They, you know, they, they signed Salty. Um, about midway through spring training last year to kind of be that veteran mentor for Griner down in AAA. And, and it was kind of a swan song format. I, I think they, this wasn't a big surprise. I think we all kind of anticipated it, that when the Tigers called him up uh, once the rosters expanded last September, it was mainly, you know, it, it, well, it was partly as a swan song and an appreciation for, for a pretty good major league career. And, you know, he kind of hinted that his next step might be to take a step back from playing and either get into coaching or broadcasting or scouting work or, or something to where I, I would expect he stays involved in baseball to some degree. What exactly it ends up being, I don't know. Um, it, it certainly wouldn't shock me if he ends up taking an instructional job in the Tiger system. I think that was something that they had talked about at some point. So, um, you know, there, there are some spots available still in the system. Uh, I know they did some promotions with uh, Brian Pena going from the Gulf Coast League to uh, short season A-ball in Connecticut and uh, you know, some other guys moving around. So there, there could be an opening in the Tiger system for him. And I think that'd be a boost to the Tiger system to have somebody with his love of the game and his background uh, to, to have him being able to teach young players, especially on the catching side. All right. That's the latest and greatest from Jason Beck. We'll continue to check with him in with him uh, leading up to that glorious day where he departs for Lakeland, Florida. Beck, thanks for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having me on again. Hopefully we'll talk to you next week from uh, sunny Florida. <laughs>